When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. What up, what up, fantasy football hustler? Back at you. We got some IDP content. Where are my IDP peeps at? Thanks for showing up here. If you some people, maybe not in your league, but if some people trying to get some more IDP knowledge, make sure you share the YouTube channel. Let them know this is the spot to get all your IDP content. And in this video, I am going to be breaking down my top 12 linebackers for redraft leagues. If you need to go see rookie IDP content, make sure you go check out the channel because I got a bunch of rookie content up as well. But it is redraft season, my friends, and linebackers for IDP. That is the cornerstone of your IDP lineups. The linebackers are pretty much like running backs. That's the way that I'm going to compare it. These are probably the guys who are going to be the top IDP scorers in your league. Let's get down to it. We're going to start with the top linebackers. We're going to work all the way down to number 12. And don't worry, I'm going to be doing another video where we're going to be breaking down my 13 through 24 ranks. And if you want extra insight, you want some one-on-one -on -one draft help, go to patreon.com slash ffhustler420. Get into the fantasy crew. If you get on the superstar tier or higher, you're going to get access to me one-on-one. -on -one. You'll have extra rankings that aren't in these videos, a whole bunch of stuff, access to mock drafts, everything that we're doing. So go get in the crew. Now, my number one linebacker for the 2022 redraft season is my man Roquan Smith. Let me throw up this graphic in the background so you can see a bunch of his 2021 stats here. Reason why I got him so high, this dude is a tackling machine. Now, my ranks are based on IDP 1-2-3 scoring. If you're curious about that scoring format, I put it in the comments below. But this is the format that got picked up by Sleeper as their default IDP scoring. So if you play on Sleeper, this is the default scoring unless you're changing things around. Almost 100 solo tackles last year. 95 solo tackles, 68 assisted tackles. That is just money in the bank. Defensive snaps is on the field 95% of the time. Never really coming off the field. He mixed in an interception and a TD, mixed in a couple sacks. But with Roquan, he is so consistent with the tackles. He's 25 years old, and he's been in the league. He's about to be his fifth year in the league. This dude is a seasoned veteran and a young stud. There may be some other people who don't have him as number one, but this dude is so solid that I'm just leaving him there. I will be so happy if he's not drafted as the number one linebacker and I'm able to swoop him. So that's why he is tops on my list. We got a handful of guys to get through, so let's just jump to number two. 
someone who came on the scene like crazy last year. So as a rookie, he's drafted in the first round by the Seattle Seahawks. Okay. He does not play. He like rarely plays like KJ Wright got hurt and then he gets in a couple games. But what do you know? The Seattle Seahawks move KJ Wright in 2021. He's not on the squad anymore. And Jordan Brooks, I said it, Jordan Brooks hops into that middle linebacker spot right next to Bobby Wagner. And oh boy, oh boy, game over. Let me throw these stats up here so you can see what I'm talking about. Look at the solo tackles, 109 solo tackles. There's some. There's a lot of linebackers in the league who don't come down with 109 combined tackles. You mix in his 75 assisted tackles, like, come on. We're talking about 184 total tackles. That is insane. Now, could there be some regression there? Yeah, sure, there could be. But look at all his stats up here. Only one sack. No interceptions, no TDs, uh, no forced fumbles, only one fumble recovery. He has so much room to, even if he regresses in the tackles, he mixes in a couple of sacks, a couple interceptions, forced fumbles. We're talking about him having a very easy path to being a top three linebacker. And I have him at number two because I really think he's going over that 100 solo tackles again. And you will notice the guys at the top, they're the guys who I'm going after consistency-wise. Number three, I may get a little bit of slack for this because my number three linebacker here is going to be TJ Watt. Let me throw these stats up here. And I know I'm going to get a lot of slack for this because TJ Watt, one of the better seasons that we saw from an IDP player last year, but a huge reason of that, the 22 and a half, he's going to regress there. There's no chance in hell that he goes over 22 and a half sacks. And really that's where his bread and butter is. If you look at his big pie chart here, he is more balanced than a lot of other people, but it's because those sacks, like they made up such a huge part of his points pie let's just call it that 36 percent of his points came from the sacks easily can regress and the sacks in idp one two three are worth six points let's say he throws up four less sacks or whatever i mean that's an extra 20 points that he's losing and if he doesn't throw in an extra 10 solo tackles or something like that there's going to be some regression here and i just don't think that he can duplicate this season you look at his tackles Super, super consistent. He's usually somewhere in the 40 range. His assisted tackles are somewhere between 10 and 20. His QB hits, he's always having a shit ton of QB hits. Always has a shit ton of tackle for losses. So those kind of things I expect to stay consistent. But if he doesn't rock with 22 sacks, he's going to be regressing. He's probably not going to be the number one linebacker in the league like he was last year. Now, if you play on sleeper, you can plug him in as a defensive lineman. Now, that is something totally different because then he's like a cheat code on his own because I do expect him to be the number one defensive lineman in the league, but we're talking about linebackers right now. So I just wanted to make that a little bit clear. TJ Watt, still number three in my ranks. This dude is a beast and he's not going anywhere, but I just think there's going to be a little bit of regression coming. All right, now...
at number four. I'm probably going to get some slack on this too because I've seen videos where dudes have him number one, number two. I'm going with my man Stu's favorite player, Micah Parsons at number four. Now, one thing that's dope about Micah Parsons is now he has the defensive line eligibility. So I'm just talking linebackers right now. If we're talking defensive linemen, Micah Parsons, TJ Watt, and that's 1A and 1B for me. You really can't go wrong with either one of these guys. In the linebacker spot, you really can't either. I got both guys in my top four. So obviously both are beasts. But with Micah Parsons, my beef is a little bit the same as TJ Watt, where he's not really coming down with an insane amount of tackles. And you see the numbers right behind me. If you're listening to this in podcast form, go check it out on YouTube so you can actually see all the stats because I'm not really reading out everything, just the highlights. But you look at his tackles, 84 total tackles, 64 solos. So that's a lot more than TJ Watt, almost 20 more than TJ Watt. 13 sacks, though. That's I don't know if he's going to be able to duplicate that. If he hits that number, yeah, he's going to finish as a top five linebacker again. If that regresses, though, I don't really like the outlook on where he might be finishing. So I'm assuming that he's going to get around double-digit sacks. They got him lining up on the line a lot. But that's why I have him as number four here because I don't see him jumping up above Roquan Smith, Jordan Brooke with all the tackles and stuff that they're going to be getting. But still got to have some respect on Micah Parsons' name because this dude is a beast and he's going to be a beast for a long time in the NFL. My number five player here is someone who... He was getting a lot of hate last year. Let's not say hate. Let's say he was being slept on like crazy because for the longest time, this dude was one of the best linebackers in the league, but he gets moved over to the New York Jets and he gets hurt in the first year. And then we got COVID in the second year. So he has not played in two years before 2021. Yeah, that's right. I'm talking about CJ Mosley. Now check out these stats because he's 30. So for dynasty, people are really sleeping on him, but we're talking about redraft. We are talking about just the 2022 season and that's it. Look at his season last year, 103 solo tackles. I said it before you have a linebacker that gets over a hundred solo tackles. You are going to be sitting very pretty. He mixed in 65 assisted tackles. So we're talking damn near 170 total tackles. Like this dude is a beast. And like I was talking about with Jordan Brooks. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. It's mostly from the tackles, and that's the thing that's duplicatable because it's not like teams aren't going to be running on the Jets. It's not like teams aren't going to score a bunch and then just try to run out the clock. C.J. Mosley is going to go for close to 100 solo tackles again, if not more. And if he's anywhere in this 160 to 180 total tackle range, like he's going to be a top linebacker again. He was the number six scoring linebacker last. Yeah, this is me taking him at his ceiling, but it's also putting him on your radar to where that he's probably not going to be drafted as the number five linebacker. So what you want to do with my ranks is make sure you feel out the room. Because if you're past linebacker five, six, seven, eight, and CJ Mosley's still there, you better swoop 
This dude is on the field all the time. Played 99% of the snaps last season. He only had three QB hits, two tackle for losses, two forced fumbles, two sacks, no interceptions, no touchdowns. There is so much room for growth. If he adds in some of these big impact plays, which he totally could, but either way, he is going to be a stud when it comes to the tackle. So CJ Mosley, lock him in for six linebacker for the 2022 redraft season. None other than Devon Dre Campbell. Oh, yeah. Someone extra slept on last year. The Green Bay Packers, ever since they lost Blake Martinez, and they really haven't had anyone holding it down in the middle linebacker spot. And Blake Martinez, he was a beast for a lot of years. And I feel like Devondre Campbell is going to be that dude. Now you see his stats up right behind me, 102 solo tackles, 44 assisted. This is like literally the exact same thing that I'm talking about with Roquan Smith, with Jordan Brooks, with CJ Mosley. This dude is a tackling machine. Only had two sacks, only had two interceptions, two forced fumbles, one fumble recovery. All of this is from the tackles. And that is the thing that is very duplicatable in these IDP leagues. It's hard to duplicate getting 15 plus sacks in a year. It's just really hard. It's going to be impossible for TJ Watt to convert 22 and a half sacks because every team is going to be game planning against him. Not saying they weren't last year, but there was a lot of times where teams were just totally sleeping on him. Now, Campbell, he is the cornerstone of that defense right now. He is one of the main reasons why the Packers defense actually took a step up because guys like Jair Alexander were out a ton of the season last year and Devondre Campbell is holding it down. They gave that dude his bag, gave him his money. He is going to come through producing and he should be drafted as a top 10 linebacker everywhere. He's not a household name. That's the thing. A lot of people don't know about him because before last year, he wasn't really on anybody's radar. He wasn't putting up top 10 points at the position. And oh yeah, last year he was a top 10 guy at the linebacker position. So Devondre Campbell, he is number six on my list. Lock them in. We are moseying on down the road. We already got through our top half of linebackers. Appreciate you guys for sticking with us. If you haven't subscribed yet, make sure you subscribe. Do that right now. If you're watching this anywhere other than YouTube, make sure you go subscribe on YouTube for 20 Fantasy Hustler or just go to fantasyfootballhustler.com and that lit literally gets you to every single link where you can find me on all social media platforms. Every social media platform I'm doing things a little bit different. And go subscribe to the podcast. If you're a podcast person, if you listen, just throw your headphones on while you're at work or whatever, listen to the podcast, hustlerpod.com. Go lock it in. Go subscribe. Available on all platforms. Appreciate you guys. Now, this one is one that I'm sure there's going to be some people talking shit about because I got Darius Leonard at number seven. This is probably the lowest that I've had him ranked since his rookie year when I didn't even have him ranked inside the top 12, but he needed to be there. He's taken a step back. And a lot of it is because the team has just gotten so much better around him is what it is. You look at guys like Bobby Okariki balling out, stealing tackles from him. You got DeForest Buckner over there. You got Yannick Ngakwe now. So I don't know how that's going to affect Darius Leonard. Hopefully it opens up some more holes for him, but who knows? I mean, he's someone that, we always valued as like the number one linebacker because of the potential. We've seen it over the last couple years where 
he really hasn't taken the step forward to be like a top three, like linebacker. Now it's weird with Leonard because he started off so high. He peaked so high. It was like really hard to like keep up with those numbers. And he's regressed a little bit over the last couple of years. He's still finishing top of the top 10, things like that. But way different than in a couple years ago when he was like the number one, number two linebacker in the year. So that's why I have him at number seven. It's not that I don't like him. He's still number seven, but you look at the numbers here, 75 solo tackles, 47 assisted tackles. He did lead the league in forced fumbles with eight, no sacks. He did have four interceptions. It's really just the, the solo tackles. Like when you go back to when he was a rookie, he was putting down a lot more solo tackles than 75. It's been dropping off over the last couple of years. And that's one of the things that it really sucks. And you go back to when he was a rookie, 111 solo tackles with 52 assisted tackles. Just been regressing a little bit since then. I don't think he's going to fall off all the way, but there's a reason why I have him at number seven. I will draft him, but I'm not going to be drafting him as a top three linebacker. And that's usually where he's getting drafted. So just beware. That's all I'm saying. He's a beast, but let's beware the number eight linebacker and I might get a little bit of slack for this because I got Foy Olakun at number eight now if he was on the Falcons which he was last year I would be ranking him a lot higher same system and everything now he's getting moved over to a different system in Jacksonville not saying I don't like him because I have him at number eight but there is a little bit of cause for concern because last year look at the stats behind me 102 solo tackles 90 assisted tackles what we're talking damn near 200 total tackles can he do that with jacksonville yeah he probably can jacksonville is going to be one of those teams that their defense has been suspect for a few years until you go back to the saxonville days Foyola Coon's not really going to be scaring anybody necessarily. They're going to be running the ball at him a lot. He's going to be getting a lot of tackles, but because he is going to a different place, I did rank him a little bit lower than I would have if he was on Atlanta. So that's why I have him as number eight. I expect a shit ton of tackles from him either way. I don't know if he's going to come close. I don't know if he's going to break 190 total tackles like he did last year. Only two sacks, only three interceptions, only one forced fumble. So this is like the exact same situation that I talked about. Roquan, Jordan Brooks, CJ Mosley, Devondre Campbell. These guys are just tackle machines. And if he mixes in any kind of big plays, anything more than two, two sacks, three interceptions, he mixes in a touchdown, some forced fumbles, fumble recoveries. It's going to be a lot easier for him to keep the pace that he was on last year. Let's just go out on a limb and say, well, I'm going to expect a little bit of regression from his tackles. I don't think he's going to come up with the 192 total tackles. But if he's anywhere, like I said, between the 160, 180 range, that is primo for a linebacker. That is for show. Now, since we're in redraft, we got to talk about a, an, another old dog who's uh, on a new team. But guy like Bobby Wagner, he may be an old dog, but he's going to be stomping with the big dogs. You already know. So last year on Seattle, 93 solo tackles and 77 assisted tackles. We've seen the Rams produce these top end linebackers and Bobby Wagner He's had more top 10 seasons at the linebacker position than literally anybody else over the last 10 years. Like this dude is just a monster. I don't think he slows down going to the Rams. I think he's going to get in where he fits in and it is going to be right at the top of the linebacker core. So if he 
wasn't on a different team, I would be ranking him a lot higher than what he's ranked right now. Same thing with Foyo Lacoon, but I'm just giving a little bit of wiggle room, a little bit of room for error here in the ranks because maybe they don't hit the ground running in the first couple weeks. Like maybe they're learning the scheme a little bit more. Who the hell knows? But either way, I think both of these guys finish inside the top 10 once again, just like they did last year. We are getting into double digits now. Oh, yeah. So my number 10 linebacker for this 2022 redraft season, none other than the Minnesota Vikings, Eric Kendricks. This dude, I don't know how people are sleeping on him so much. Like, I know in 2020 he got hurt and he missed a couple games. But when he was playing, he was like linebacker four or linebacker five. And people really forget how talented this dude is. They really do. Last year, what does he do? Finishes as a top 10 linebacker. Again, only playing 15 games out of 17. He makes big plays. Dude had five sacks last year, two interceptions, a bunch of tackle for losses. It's really the tackles, though. This dude is a tackling machine. He doesn't even play middle linebacker either. He is still all over the field. Nobody's business. 81 solo tackles, 62 assisted tackles. That's right up his alley. It's something that he can do. Assuming health, which right now in the preseason, we're always assuming health. I'm locking him in as a top 10 linebacker, and he's probably getting drafted well outside of the top 10. Out of everybody's rankings that I've seen out there on social media, people posting their rankings and stuff, I rarely see Eric Kendricks inside the top 10 or even at number 10 like I have him here. So put some respect on this dude's name. Lock him in, Eric Kendricks. This dude will be the cornerstone of your IDP roster, hands down. We are almost done with this top 12 list. Now, number 11 on my list, this is the one that I expect to get the most backlash from. I'm sure a lot of you guys are surprised that you haven't even heard his name until now. That's Devin White. I'm a huge advocate of Devin White. The thing is, He's been regressing a little bit over the last couple of years. And when you set the bar really high, that's what happens. Because last year, we're talking about him being like the number one drafted linebacker because of the season that he had in 2020, where he absolutely destroyed the game. 97 solo tackles, 43 assisted tackles, nine big time sacks. And it was literally the regression in sacks. Because in 2021, he had 87 solos and 41 assisted. That's 10 less solo tackles and that's 20 points. But there was a 70-point difference in between his 2020 finish and his 2021 finish. That's the biggest head-scratcher for me. And he played two more games in 2021 than he did in 2020. He only had three and a half sacks in 2021 and that was the big difference in his points in 2020 his sacks accounted for about 15 percent of his total points in 2021 those sacks only accounted for seven percent of his total points so that's where the big regression was i'm not saying that he can't get back to form being a top linebacker but he's got to mix in those sacks if he's not getting if he's not flirting with double digit sacks because he's not usually going over a hundred tackles and 2020 97 solo tackles. That's like an outlier year for all of his seasons so far. And when he's a rookie 58 solo tackles and then 97 in 2020 and then 87 in 2021, if he's going to be a guy just flirting around 90 solo tackles, he's got to mix in some sacks, some interceptions, force fumble. He's got to have a couple big time plays if he's going to get back to a top five, top six linebacker. So that's why I have him so low. It's really just avoiding him 
just because of the name, like everyone still has him hyped as like a top three linebacker. And I just, I want a little bit more consistency out of that spot. So I'm not saying that I won't draft Devin white, but I will not draft him as a top five linebacker. I'd rather go for one of these other guys that I have here. We made it all the way through the top 12. Thanks for hanging out guys. If you still haven't subscribed, shame on you hit the subscribe button right now. Appreciate you guys. Denzel Perryman. That is my number 12. And this is someone who I was not a big fan of Denzel Perryman in the last couple of years. Like he was, there's slacking in his Mackin. That is for sure. But then he goes over to Las Vegas and they just start using him in a way that he should have been used forever because he hit the ground running like crazy. 106 solo tackles, 58 assisted tackles. You get over a hundred solo tackles. What do I say? You're a beast. <laughs> no ifs, ands, or buts about it. If you are flirting with 100 solo tackles, you are just going to be a straight-up monster in the IDP world. He only had three sacks, only uh, two pass deflections, seven tackle for losses, four QB hits. So this falls into that same category as Roquan, Jordan Brooks, CJ Mosley, Devondre Campbell, like all those guys that I was talking about. Denzel Perriman, very similar. He could easily regress, but I'm going to take the shot on him and banking him into my top 12 because there's a couple guys who I didn't put in the top 12 who people might be talking shit about Blake Martinez, Fred Warner, some guys like that. You'll see them in the next video when we're talking about these LB twos and those are high end LB twos in my mind. But Denzel Perryman, I just, I love what he did over there with the Raiders and he won people championships and redraft because he was not drafted in a lot of leagues last year. He deserves the respect he deserves to be drafted inside the top 12, even if it is at number 12. He probably won't, though. That's the thing. You might be able to get him at linebacker 15, linebacker 20, because he's not a household name. You're welcome if nobody in your league knows about this, dude, because you're about to swoop on a stud. I appreciate you guys for hanging out. Let me just run down the top 12 one more time. I'll reverse order it this time. We got Denzel Perryman at number 12 for the Las Vegas Raiders. We got Devin White from the Tampa Bay Bucks at number 11. Eric Kendricks from the Minnesota Vikings at number 10. Bobby Wagner at number 9 from the LA Rams. Foy Olekun, new addition to the Jacksonville Jaguars at number 8. Darius Leonard at number 7 from the Indianapolis Colts. From the Green Bay Packers, Devondre Campbell at number 6. The New York Jets, best defensive player, hands down in my eyes. CJ Mosley locking it down at the number five spot. Shout out to my man, Stu. We're thinking about you, bro. Micah Parsons at number four, Dallas Cowboys. TJ Watt, the Steelers own at number three, Jordan Brooks. Get ready for that third year breakout from Jordan Brooks. Cause last year was his breakout. What if he ends up breaking out even better than he did last year? Let's see it. Number two on my list. And then the guy who is always somehow in the top 10 because he is just a tackling machine, Roquan Smith. Oh, yeah. You guys are awesome. Thanks for hanging with me. Don't forget, tell your friends about the YouTube channel. We're doing IDP content. We got offensive content. We're mixing in some movie stuff. Go check out the Silver Screen Breakdown pods on the channel. And if you guys have any comments, questions, or anything, just go to fantasyfootballhustler.com. You'll find my link to Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all that stuff. Go shoot me a DM if you have any questions. And appreciate you guys. Once again, I'm out. Ethan! On me. I don't want them to gain another yard. You blitz all night.
fight. If they cross the line of scrimmage, I'm gonna take every last one of you out. You make sure they remember forever the night they played the Titans.